0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello everyone everywhere, Pastor Bob Thibodeau here And I want to welcome you to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today We're so blessed that you're joining us As we're going back into a great, great interview with author James Ford As he discusses his book, The Four Commands of Christ Now, if you missed any of yesterday's episode You need to go back and catch up James shared a lot of the foundation for this book in that episode So you need to hear that part in order to get a full grasp On the full significance of what we'll be discussing today Amen? All right Let's jump back into the interview now and the conclusion of this interview with James Ford is he shares about the four commands of Christ. Praise God. Now, when, when were you led by the Lord to write and publish this book, The Four Commands of Christ?
2: Oh, that's a journey. That one, This didn't start, write this book, here it is, get going. It didn't happen that way. I was struggling with governing values. I had it written, but it wasn't, you know, I I didn't like the process. I was working on the process because there is a process. You know, you have to figure out, you know, where you're at, where you want to go. And in in there, then how you are going to get there? All that's part of governing values. So in thinking of that, I'm just thinking this is too hard. God, no one's going to do this. I need something simple and something straight. One day in my prayer time, uh, after one of my jobs, I got this, well, How about this? How about four commands of Christ? And I wrote it down fast because I know my mind, you know, once it's easy to get distracted and you lose your concentration, you lose your thought of where you're going to go. So I wrote it down. Wow, it's pretty good. Four commands. And I looked up the scriptures. He gave me right away. And I'm not sure if I read it and it just kind of just glowed. But, you know, I I, I read... uh, Matthew 22, 37, and kept going in that, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Lord said, these two commands, all the law, all prophets, hang on these two.
1: Yeah.
2: And I started thinking about that, and it took me, I don't know, I, I thought quite a bit about, it. hang, hang, hang. Well... What do you mean? That's sum. and then that sum, if it hangs, isn't that, su- isn't that same thing as summation? It's summed up in these two commands. And I started thinking about that, and then I kept reading. I got to John 13, uh, 34, and it says, um, a new command I give you. And I go, oh, that's important. You didn't say that anywhere else. A new command. And so I read the new command. You love one another as I loved you. The difference is, this is what God gave me that I haven't heard before. I'm not saying it's not out there. I'm not saying someone didn't catch this like myself, but I've never heard it from the pulpit personally. How's that? Personally. This is for the churches. This isn't, you know, you hear all the time songs and you hear people talking about, we need to go out and love people. We need to, and they use it for that. No. No. Who did God say it to? He said it to his disciples. They're in the upper room. Judas is gone. He's not there. He said it to them because they're the beginning. Isn't Peter the rock? Isn't he the beginning? Isn't he the foundation of all these guys, the leader? And he gave it to them saying, if you guys don't love one another, nobody's going to get this. And I felt like in my heart, Man, isn't that the church today? We're backbiting. We're saying this about each other. We're doing that. Nobody wants to go to church because who wants to go to a church that they call us hypocrites? You know, not knowing that. Yeah, we are, but we're trying. You know, you're not even (laughs) trying. At least we're trying. You know, we're trying to work through this. We're trying to be what God wants us to be. And we don't get it right. But you know what? God understands that. But if, if we don't start in the church forgiving one another and loving one another, nobody outside the church is going to want to be with us. So that was my third command to Christ. And then when I got, and I know this jumps around a little bit, when I got to the end of Matthew, you know, the Great Commission, God put it on my heart. That's a command. The word go is a command. Amen. and I want my I want my word preached around the world and he gave this this thought to me I, I want to say or this interpretation to me it's all of us. It's not the pastor, it's not the missionary which you know if you look a lot of churches, nobody can go out and do that except the pastors and the missionary. Yeah. no it's Man, not God's right. intent. Amen. It's Amen. all of us, every Amen. one of us. I don't care if you don't. If you're scared, I don't care. That's why I have the little. Pam- I have a little pamphlet that I, if churches will work with me on this, a little pamphlet that helps you break. Hey, have you heard of the four commands of Christ? No? Well, here's something that'll that'll anchor you. You follow the four commands and what God tells you to do. In that, it'll anchor you. That helps people to go out and and do the Great Commission. Everybody, because that's why you see the country words. That's it's why you see. The churches are in decline. We're not spreading the gospel like we should. That's why you're number one and you're just doing all your, your podcasts and your radio program. People want to hear the truth. Man. They're starving for the truth. And we have to, as as being called Ezekiel, being called by you know the same, the word there, Ezekiel, we have to do that or it's on our head. So exactly. we're willing to do that We're willing to do it, not because God says of the punishment, but because we love Jesus so much, and we want everybody to know, if I can love Jesus this much, why can't you? If God has the Holy Spirit this strong in me, why can't you have it? You can't. I'm I'm no, you know, uh, I'm no special. I'm not something special to Him. I'm a tool uh, that He uses to His glory, and isn't my... Purpose in life to glorify God, amen. And then when we do these things for God, the love that He gives us, nobody Mm -hmm. there's no comparison to that
1: love, amen.
2: That I feel in my heart.
1: Your testimony and mine as well was basically trying to find ourselves in our purpose in life the purpose that God had for us to be born in the first place. I mean, our purpose in the body of Christ and, and how we are to serve our Lord. How can people find their purpose and their mission in life?
2: If they take the four commands of Christ, and, and, and I know sounds like I'm self-advertising for myself, I'm not. Trust me. Follow the four commands, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. Love your neighbor as yourself, love one another, go. If you do those four things on a continuous basis. Now, I've had I I've been sharing this before I even thought about the book. I've been sharing this concept with pastors everywhere, trying to get pastors on board. When I go to, to a job and I build a church or I build a bank or whatever, I, I preach, teach this, and all I had was a pamphlet of the four commands. And I tell them, if you do this, one pastor emailed me back and said, I don't know how to do it. I've never known how to do it. How do we do it? And I started writing him this big old long email. Well, this is what you do, and I'm all about works. You see what I'm saying? It's all about works. Do this, do that, do, you know, and you'll love the Lord you got with all your heart, all your mind, soul. Mm -hmm. God slapped me upside the head, said, no, that's not it. And I prayed and prayed, well, what is it then, Lord? And I never sent that email to him because I knew the Holy Spirit saying, do not send it. Mm -hmm. And, And another week, another night, it came to me. He said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength is humble yourself and submit. So I broke that down. And then he gave me um, the second one is, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And that was give your neighbor grace and mercy. That's what God gives us. We all want grace. Everybody on this earth wants to have grace and mercy and Amen. not be condemned or, you know, oh, don't go with that person. Look at the, You, you know how, Chris, you know, yep. maybe yep. the Puritans or something. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> they Don't get around me. You're, you're no good. Yeah. No, you give your neighbor grace and mercy. Somebody cuts you off in traffic and you want to cuss, yell, scream. No, give them grace and mercy because you don't know what they've walked through. You don't exactly. know why they did exactly. that. You don't know anything about them. And what you're doing is you're harming yourself. That's all you're doing is you're harming yourself and all these interactions. So if you give your neighbor grace and mercy, God gives you grace and mercy and you feel it in your heart. This isn't just something that, you know, you do and it's there's nothing there. There is a reward from the Holy Spirit that just swells you up with love inside. And then love one another. Um, the same thing, he gave me forgiveness. The people inside the church need to forgive each other. They just need to learn forgiveness. And they need to not go and, and, and paint that person with their past. Jesus knows nothing of their past. Nothing. Right. Don't paint that person of the past. Paint them with the future. I have a future for you. I have plans oh, for you. Pain them with that, not with that, and give them forgiveness and give them a chance. Teach them. I mean, if you're all that in the bag of ch- then teach these people how to be Christians. Again. Use the four commands and teach them how to humble themselves and submit. Give people grace and mercy, forgiveness. And then because you're so full of the Holy Spirit, you have the full armor God. This is the the four commands is the full armor God. If anybody wants to know what the full armor God is, you do the four commands and disciplines of faith. You have put on the armor God. Then you can go out and you can tell people about Jesus Christ. You don't have your sins. You don't have what you did wrong. You don't have that evil thought you had about somebody inside you anymore. And you go out there and you can talk with a freeness that you've never had before. And you may even say something you didn't think you're going to say. And you go back and you go, wow, Holy Spirit really helped <laughs> me with that one. Amen. That's what God wants for us.
1: I know in your book, you talk a lot about the armor of God. Share a couple of points on living with the armor of God and, and what it does and how we're to utilize it.
2: Okay, so what happens, and, and I just touched on it, so I'll continue. What happens is we don't go out and talk to people about Christ because we know we don't live the Christian walk and we have guilt and guilt won't let us so you do not have the full armor of god on there because satan's arrows have penetrated that umbrella that covering that protection because you've allowed it into your life you have to then go through and and just work on the four. read your bible if you do the disciplines of faith know that you're eternal know that you 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 are going to go one place or another it doesn't matter you can say whatever you want to but you're eternal You're either going to go eternity in hell or eternity into heaven. Amen. God knows we're not perfect. That's why he came on this earth to teach us truth. He knows we're not perfect. So what we just need to do is every morning I say, get on your knees and confess. Get on your knees, humble yourself, submit to Jesus, surrender to Jesus and tell Jesus, I did this wrong. I did that wrong. My wife, I can't take it. I can't take it anymore, Lord. And and we want to fight. We want to just get out there. And as men, especially, we you know we attack. We we submit. We put them under our control because we can't take it anymore. And you either do this the way I want it or, or else. That's what you tell Jesus, yeah. and then you say, Lord, now you go fight the battle for me. That's putting on the full armor, God, let him go out and fight the battle. You're reading, you're praying, you're fasting for all these things. You're, 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 you're doing the due diligence that as Christians, we should do. And it's not works. I mean, like you said earlier, it's, it's, we do it out of a submission. We do it out of love for Christ and, and you can do it in many numerous ways. There's all kinds of media out there for us to do the, the disciplines of faith. Just do something. Don't sit idle. Do something and watch the Holy Spirit come in And then what that does is now Satan may come to you and say, well, you did this. Yeah, but it's under the blood. I confess to Jesus. And if I go before the throne and I cover and Jesus asks me or, or the devil condemns me, because when we go to the throne, it's like a judgment seat, you know. You got the devil over there that's accusing us, and we got Jesus over here saying, No, he's covered by the blood. You can have no touch. You have nothing on this man. Come and, and join me in my banquet, is what Jesus says. All you have to do is just do your best, whatever that is. And work on improving, okay? And every time something comes up, put it under the blood, meaning confess it to Jesus. Say, what do I need to do to change? What is? What do I need to do to make things better between you and me, Lord? Mm-hmm. If you don't get the first command of Christ right, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all mind, your soul, you cannot put on the full armor of God. You can't right. do it. You have to start there. That's why it's number one. That's why it's the, they call it the royal commands. The two two there are called the royal commands. And you'll see it throughout the Bible. Love Mm -hmm. one another, love your neighbor, love God. You'll see it preached. And then you'll also see, if you do my commands, if you do my commands, Mm -hmm. you love me, I will accept you and my father will accept you if you do my commands. Mm -hmm. So that also told me something about this. We have to follow those four commands. He's Amen. made it simple. He, you know, Deuteronomy 30, <coughs> verse 11. You don't have to go to heaven and bring it down and have somebody explain it to you so you understand this. You don't have to go to a far sea over there and bring it back and have somebody understand it. Why? I put it in your heart. Amen. And the only reason it doesn't come out of people is because they harden their heart. That's why the Bible talks about hardness of heart. That's what that is. We've hardened our hearts so we can't hear that spirit. Praying and confessing and humbling ourselves and submitting breaks that down. The that's Then you get the armor God of protection around you. Amen. And, you, you know, what what um, Job said, you know, there's or Satan said to God about Job, there's a hedge of thorns around him. I can't mm-hmm. get in there. Yeah. that's the armor Amen. of god that, that is the armor of god and by just being christians by just exercising our faith like exercising running and all that if you want to be a a big fast runner you go out and you do the things that it takes you want to be a football player you do the things that it takes you want to be a good carpenter i do the things that it takes i do my due diligence you know Amen. and 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 we will succeed and when you taste success you're going to blab your mouth off to everybody, and then you've completed the four commands of Christ, and you've really put on the full armor,
1: God and Amen. shared that. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, uh, you can talk to just about any believer today, and they will all be in agreement, at least for the most part of their Holy Spirit field, that we are living in the last of the last days. How do you interpret the Bible in light of the day and time in which we live today? What do you see?
2: Because God touched me like he did at 16, I have confidence in saying the reason he gave me Ezekiel 3.17 was on to proclaim the truth. We are in the last days. We are in what's called the birth pains of the last days. I'm proclaiming it. And a a lot of people say, well, who are you? I'm a nobody telling you, this is the last days. And God gave me the four commands of Christ at this time in my life, 40 years later than when I started to share so that you all would know when when things get tough and things get bad and and maybe censored, maybe they're gonna make us burn our Bibles. I don't know what the future is gonna bring. All I know is if you do the four commands, it's easy, it's direct, it's from Jesus. It's not, I'm not telling you to do that. Jesus says to do this. So I'm not bringing something, let's call it a new revelation. I'm not bringing any of that to you. I'm just bringing it to a point of what Jesus said. He said, All the law, all the prophets are summed up in these two. Go, a new command I give you to the disciples for the new church. So he's saying, be ready. How do you get ready? How do you put on this full armor, God, and get ready for the end times? Follow the four commands. Follow the disciplines of faith. Prepare yourself. Be ready because none of us knows what it looks like. I feel, and this is my interpretation, and I know there's a lot of preachers and pastors out there that says that we're going to get out of this before, you know, the uh, end times are really here. And I I think we're gonna go through a lot of it because he says if I didn't shorten the times, even my elect yep. would miss out.
1: Yep.
2: So that Amen. means, wow, is there a dry mm-hmm. time coming? I I I don't see where there's this huge revival before the end times. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to say apathy, apathy is the worst thing you can have in your life. Yeah. So don't have apathy. Tithe your time, tithe your money, yep. trust God. Put yourself out there. Just put yourself out there and watch God bless you.
1: Yep. Amen. Amen. James, this has been so fascinating. How can someone obtain a copy of your book, The Four Commands of Christ: Disciplines of Faith? Is it on Amazon?
2: Yes. It's by the way, when we when we launched, it uh, it led in 14 categories and, and my publisher wasn't expecting that. They were thinking one or two, you know. And, and myself, I was thinking zero. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you know, but who wants God, to listen right? to a, a, a non, you know, a guy that's just a carpenter who's got a high school education? Who wants to listen to this guy? <laughs> and uh, it went for number one, 14 two weeks. And uh, then it started going down, of course. You know how that goes. Yeah. And then I was looking, oh, I think a month ago, and we we're still number one in Christian, um, some some category with Christianity. And I thought, Praise well, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's his book. It's not mine. Exactly. It's his. Yeah. But it's something that needs to go worldwide. It's something Christians need to have. And the, why do they need to have it? Because it sets your foundation. And Jesus said it. I didn't. So don't take me. You read it. You see what Jesus says. You think about what he says. Let the Holy Spirit teach you and and what you think is in there. And you'll see he said it.
1: Yeah. Amen. That's right. Uh, If someone wanted to get in touch with you to ask a question or get more information on your ministry, or maybe do an interview like this. How can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you?
2: They can go to the ARC Project US uh, that's the umbrella of my ministry because uh, I want to go to churches and teach this to churches around wherever I can go. So I developed, it's a nonprofit, like everybody has 501c3. It's a, uh, the Art Project US, the Four Commands fourcommandsofchrist.com.org.net. <laughs> I grabbed them all because I didn't want someone to co-opt it, if you know what I'm saying. Because I really, in my heart, this is something God wants to get out there. So it, the four commands of Christ, if you Google it, it should show up. Walmart, so I mean, I Google it and you get Walmart, Christian books, this Barnes both. and Noble. It's you know, you sh- you could get it about anywhere. Go to a Christian bookstore and they'll order it. And you can have it in no time.
1: Amen. Amen. I'll put links to all this down in the show notes below. Folks, thank you. James Ford has written this book under the inspiration and command of the Holy Spirit. He's quantified some very important things in just a few major commands. The four. Commands of Christ. Praise God. You need to drop down the show notes right now while you're thinking about it and click the link right there to order this great book. Your life will not be the same. I mean, that's guaranteed. Amen. Buy one, buy two, buy three or more copies and share them out. Matter of fact, ask your pastor to order enough copies for your next topical Bible study in your weekly Bible study groups. I mean, you need the information that's in this book. Amen. Drop down the show notes order your copy today. James, thank you for taking the time to, to come on and join us on this program today and share all about your ministry and this great book, The Four Commands of Christ, Discipline, Disciplines of Faith. I appreciate your time so much.
2: Thank you, Robert. I, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to share Christ.
1: And folks, that is all the time we have for today. For James Ford myself, Pastor Bob, reminding you to be blessed in all that you do.